Are y'all excited this morning? I am too. Amen. I have such an expectancy in my spirit. Um, thank you, Pastor Anna, for having me this morning. It truly is an honor to be here. I don't, I don't take it lightly at all. I say, Lord, I will never put myself out there, but if you open the door, I will walk in the door wherever you send me. Amen. It is an honor to be in the body of Christ in this hour. Amen. How many of you know that? That it is an honor and a privilege to host the presence of God. It is an honor and a privilege to be the Ark of the Covenant on this earth in this hour. Hallelujah. He could have done it anyway, but he chose you. He could have done it anyway, but he chose you. Amen? Amen. I know she wants me to share before I start. Before I start. Uh, uh, I didn't realize it was uh, Women's in Ministry, International Ministry Day. Amen? Uh, we do a lot of international ministry um, through Levon's ministry. Um, right now, we are actually going to Honduras next week, so we're real excited about that. We'll be gone for seven days. We'll be in San Pedro Sula for a crusade of about 60,000, about 60,000. We have a team of about 100 people that are going. So it's through Freedom Crusades, which is Jason Cattell, but we are merged. Our ministries are merged, amen? And we are just an, an army, amen, it, that, are, that are one in the glory of God, that are on a mission, amen, to see the captive set free, to see people saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, healed, delivered, amen? The fullness of Christ, the fullness of who he is and all that he has. So we are excited to go. We cannot wait. Um, we, like I said, we have a crusade of about 60,000. And then also while we're there, we have two children's crusades that we'll be attending. One has about 3,500 children that are coming. And then the other, I think about 1,500. I might have the numbers off, but anyway. So we'll have that. And then we also are going to be ministering at a pastor's conference of about 500 pastors, which is huge. So there's 500 pastors that have come together for one purpose, to see revival in Honduras, to see the glory of God poured out in Honduras. Amen. And I just love it. It's an honor to be a part of it. So thank you, thank you, thank you for sowing into what he's doing through the ministry. We, we appreciate it very much. So I'm going to go ahead and start. Let me just pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. Thank you that you are ready to pour out on your people this morning. Lord, that you know every need. You know where every person's at, Father God. And I thank you for the honor and the privilege to partner with your spirit in this hour, Father. We don't take it lightly, Lord. And we just say we're open. We're open. We're positioned this morning. We open our heart. We open our mind. We say yes, Lord, to whatever you want to do this morning, Father. All that you are and all that you have, Father, we are open. Our lives are open. We present our life this morning as a living sacrifice, Father, that you may pour into us, Father, that you may ignite in us, Lord, everything, Father God, that you've called us to, everything that you are, Father, the fullness of who you are, the fullness of who you are, Father, being seen in and throughout the earth, your glory on display through us. In this hour, in Jesus' name. And we just say, come and have your way. And everybody said, amen, amen. 
Well, I'm going to start in Ephesians this morning. And like I said, it really, really is um, an awesome time to be a part of the body of Christ. It really is. We, we need to recognize the time that we're in. Amen. We need to recognize the urgency, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's an exciting thing, an expectancy in the Spirit. Amen. An expectancy that God chose us. He chose you. Amen. He chose you to reveal his glory throughout the earth in this hour. Not later on. Not later down the road, although there is an increase that's happening. But right now, right now, this church is called to carry revival. And guess how it's going to happen? Through you. Through you. So he's preparing the bride. Amen. He's positioning us. He's preparing us for glory, amen, because we were created from glory, for glory, and our destination is more glory, hallelujah. You are positioned in him in glory before the foundation of the earth. That's what we're about to read. What an exciting thing. What an exciting reality, amen. When you get a hold of that, hallelujah, when you really get a hold of that, you won't settle for anything less. When you get a hold of that, you won't settle for nothing but the fire of God consuming your whole life. Your whole life. Let me say that again. Your whole life. When you understand, glory to God, that you were created for glory, that that is your true habitation, that is your true existence, being in union with Christ, being one with him in his glory. Amen. That partnership, that union, when, you, when your eyes, your spiritual eyes begin to open to that reality, oh my goodness, talk about an unstoppable army. Talk about a fearless army. Amen? He's calling us higher to the reality of what already is. Our spirit man is already there. Hallelujah. Our spirit man is already seated in heavenly places. He's just relocating. He's re causing us to renew our mind, amen, so that our mind can relocate to where our spirit man already abides. Glory to God. <laughs> Let me say that again. He's causing the bride to relocate her thinking to come into alignment, amen, with where our spirit man already is seated and already abides, which is in him, in heavenly places, in oneness with him and his glory. Do you know, and this is not even one of the scriptures, but do you know that Jesus' last prayer before he left this earth, he said, Father, this is one of my favorite scriptures, and I can just hear him, and I can feel the compassion and the expectancy and the uh, excitement that before he left this earth, he said, Father, Father, that they would be one with you and I, just as you and I are one, that they would be one with us in the same glory that you have given to me, I have given to them. Not going to give. Have, have, have. See, there's more to the whole thing of him dying just for our sins so that one day we can be in heaven with him, although that's wonderful and that's the beginning. Praise God. Praise God, amen. Praise God, but he wants us to understand that it was way more than that. Way more than that. 
And a lot of the church is just stuck at the doorway of in the sweet by and by, we'll see his glory and, and he's gonna eventually manifest his glory. And when I get to heaven, no, 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 no. He died that heaven would come through us. Yeah, one day we'll be in heaven, but we have jo a job to do, amen? We have a reality, a kingdom realm to walk in right now. The fullness of who he is, all that he is and all that he has being made manifest in you and through you throughout the earth. This is how the world will see the glory of God manifested through his children. But it's not going to come with a beggar mentality. It's not going to come with, this is the way we go to church. Do our it's not coming like that. It's coming with a bride that has her eyes fixed on King Jesus, that has her eyes gazing at his face. Not settling, going, Lord, I was created for glory. I was created that you would reveal your character, your nature, your glory, your power, your kingdom realm through my life. Through my life. You know what? I don't care what anybody else is doing, but in my life, I will see the manifestation. I am, am seeing the manifestation of the power of God and the glory of God and the fire of God. Amen? We have to be that passionate and more. The, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. We must take by force what is ours. Do you know glory is yours? <laughs> If you're born again and you have the Holy Ghost living down on the inside of you, you are one with him in glory. Oh, my goodness. We're not waiting. We're not waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting for this right here to come into alignment. He's saying, come up here, come up here, come up here. Because you may live here, but you're not from here, amen? You have the resurrection power. You have the glory of God in all that I am and all that I have living down on the inside of you. It's time that the church awaken, awaken, and get excited and, and position their self, amen, for the glory of God to be revealed. We must be convinced. We must be convinced because that's who you are. And if we're, and if we're expecting anything less than we're settling. <sighs> this is exciting to him. This is why Jesus said, Father, Father, this is what it's all about. This union, this oneness. That my blood is about to pay for them to come. I'm going to represent them back to you to the place of that union place, that oneness with me and my glory. I'm going to, through the blood of, of, of my life, through the sacrifice of my life and through the resurrection, I'm going to represent you back to the Father the way you were in the very beginning, before the foundations of the earth. The only thing stopping us is the lies that we believe about ourselves. So let me start right here. In Ephesians 1 3, I'm reading out of Passion too, by the way. I love the Passion. 
Hopefully you do too. <laughs> um, Ephesians 1.3, every spiritual blessing, every, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Okay, first of all, every spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessings in Romans, it says all that he is and all that he has. He's already given it. All that he is, all that he has, he's already given and deposited down on the inside of you. Amen? So this is every, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. Talk about fashion. <laughs> you invited me on the right day, too, because I love fashion. <laughs> But there's nothing more fashionable, amen, than your life radiating the glory of God. There's nothing more fashionable, amen, than when you look at somebody's life and you say, man, there's something different about them. Man, they carry something that I want, amen. I gotta have what they have because something is radiating off of their life. Something is illuminating off of their life. Something has set them apart, and I got to have what they have wrapped in Christ, wrapped in Christ, wrapped in his glory, wrapped in his goodness, wrapped in his power, amen, wrapped in the nature and the character, amen. I'll wear that fashion every day. Hallelujah. He likes us to have fun, though. He does. I love that he's okay with us liking fashion. But the glory of God... The glory of God. He said, all because he sees us wrapped in Christ. Say, I'm wrapped in Christ. This is why we celebrate him <laughs> with all of our hearts. This is why. And he chose us, verse 4, to be the, his very own, joining us to himself. Here's that union. Even before the, he laid the foundation of the universe, you said it this morning, even before, even before he laid the very foundation of the universe, you were in him. You were in him. When him and the Father and the Holy Spirit were in heavenly places and they were one, in, 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 inseparable, in glory, you were there too. You were there too. He said, I created man from my image and my likeness. He took you from himself. He took you from his very glory. And he said, why do you think you're not satisfied with anything else but this right here? His glory, his glory, his nature, his character, his authority, his kingdom realm. Amen. We will not be satisfied with anything else. You can fashion yourself and all kinds of stuff. And let's have fun doing it. He loves to see the joy that we get as his children. When we can have fun, we can do a fashion show. We like pretty clothes, all those things. He doesn't have a problem with that. But oh my goodness, the fulfillment and the joy and the ecstatic, just everything. I don't even know. I don't even have words. When you are filled with his glory and you know it. And you know it. What is his glory? All that he is and all that he has. Manifesting. 
You know, LaVon says all the time, we love, we've been in services where the glory of God manifests and we get glitter on our hands or, uh, you know, different things happen like that. And all of that's wonderful, but that's not the glory. That's a manifestation of the glory. Jesus is the glory. Jesus is the glory, but we are his glory on this earth. You are the bride of Christ. You are the body. He is the head, but you are the body. You are the one that he chose to reveal his glory, to display his glory, to release his glory on this earth. Amen? You are the one that he chose to make the Ark of the Covenant. You are the one that he chose to be the Holy of Holies on this earth. No more is he confined in a building, but he is now, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, carrying his glory, carrying his power, amen? That, that is a completely different reality. He's calling us to come up higher, that we are not bound by the distractions of the earthly realm. As a matter of fact, when you have a glory mindset, you will take the things that come at you in the natural realm, the trials and the tribulations, you will look at it from a different perspective because you know something. You know that it's working for you, and you know that it doesn't matter what the enemy tries to throw your way, that it's producing that glory oil down on the inside of you, amen? And there is nothing, nothing, nothing that can come close to carrying the glory oil, to carry the fire of God. Nothing, nothing can touch it. And it'll work for you. That thing that you're walking through, those things that you're walking through is working for you. If you'll just change your mindset and say, you know what? You know what? This is produced what the enemy thought he had, what the enemy meant for evil. Amen. It's producing glory. It's producing a manifestation of the glory of God, the oil of God, the fire of God in my life and through my life. See, when you know that, that's right. When you know that, the battle's already, already won. It's already over. That's, that's the biggest part of the battle right there is your mindset. And he's saying, I want my bride to relocate her mind, relocate her thinking to heavenly places and heavenly realities and glory perspective because it's who you are. Anything else that you've believed about yourself is a lie that you've partnered with and God wants to dismantle it today. Today. Everybody say freedom. freedom. So he says in verse 4, And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Oh my goodness, that, that word has been screaming in my spirit. That he sees you, he's restored you back to that place. Excuse me, back to that place of an unstained innocence. When, when you were just there with him, there, there was no fear, there was no lack, there was no pain, 
There was no rejection. There was no perversion. There was no none of those things. It was just you and him and him and you. He's restored us back. The blood of Jesus, amen, paid a heavy price for us to walk in an unstained innocence. Do you know that you can go through things in your life where the enemy has tried to come and rape you, where the enemy has tried to come and steal, kill, and destroy, and has in a lot of situations, but when you step into the restoration, when you receive the blood of Christ, amen, and you receive the fact that he's restored you back to your original innocence, as holy, as blameless, unstained, you can receive that. You can receive that knowing that he's already given it to you. Amen? That's so powerful. I believe that that's why we see a lot of deliverance happening right now in the body of Christ. I don't know if y'all have seen it. There's a lot of deliverance happening. Whereas before we were in the, the mindset of, well, a Christian can't have a demon. Your spirit man is made holy, but your soulish realm has partnered with a lot of things. Knowingly, unknowingly. And the Lord loves his bride. He loves his bride so much that he's saying, right now is the hour that I'm bringing that reality. I'm bringing that freedom to the forefront. Amen. I'm creating safe places because my bride is going to be free. My bride is coming to an, an alignment with who she really is. So everything else that's a hindrance, everything that's in the way is getting kicked out. Because he's already done it. He's already done it. Verse 5 and 6, For it was always, say always, in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us will glorify his grace for the same love that he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. The same love. He, when he sees you, he sees you innocent. He sees you holy. He sees you unstained, without blemish. He's just waiting for us to catch up with that reality. Because when you do, all the blockage and all the stuff has to go. You won't put up with it anymore. Because you know it's, it's, it's invading territory that's not it's to invade. You are holy. You are set apart. Amen. He looks at you no differently than he looks at his son, Jesus. When he sees you, he sees his son. See, when you yield your life, when you surrender your life, when you truly, let me say that, when you truly surrender your life, your old nature is dead. You're right. Your old nature is dead. And he calls forth the new person that's one with him in his glory. That's who you are. So when the enemy tries to come and convince you that you are still that old person, we have to get violent and we have to kick it out. You know, but it's, it's like the church has been going, I hope I'm kicking you out. Well, I'm trying to kick you out. But when you, when you awaken to this reality of that you are in union with him in his glory, that is your position. That is the way he sees you. Amen. Then something happens on the inside of you and you get violent about, I, well, I was going to say something, but I better not say that. 
You get violent about it and you're like, you're leaving, you're leaving now. I'm sick and tired of your torment. I'm sick and tired of your lies. I'm sick and tired of you trying to put rejection on me, making me feel less than. I'm sick and tired of you binding me up in fear, backing me up against the corner, not allowing my full potential in God to come forth. I'm sick of it. I was created for union. He wants to display his glory through me. I didn't choose that. He did. So many times I've said, Lord, how can I don't even know how you can even use me. He's like, I chose that. I chose to take something weak and display my glory through it. I chose to do what you couldn't do, what you could never measure up to do. Amen. I did it through my blood. Hallelujah. And if, he, if God the Father gave us his very best, which was his son, why would he withhold anything else? Why would he withhold anything else? He wants his body to walk in freedom. He wants you to walk in the fullness, the fullness, the fullness of his glory on this earth. He set it up that way, glory to God. He chose to do it that way. It's a principle, and he won't violate his own principle. His glory is going to be on display through his bride. And right now, he is calling forth a forerunner church, amen, that says, yes, Lord, I will let your fire consume me. I will change the way that I'm thinking. I will violently take it by force and come up higher. I don't care what the trial is. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how uncomfortable I may feel right now. But one thing that I do know is that it's working for me, that you're producing something down on the inside of me that I can carry, that when something comes my way, I'm not tossed to the right, tossed to the left, up, down, here, everywhere. Amen. It's time for the body of Christ to look like the glorious church that Jesus paid for us to walk in, to be. It's called get your big girl underwears on and deal. That's what LaVon says. I'll steal that from her. Amen. It's time. It's time. It's time. There is, there is a stirring in the spirit. There is an urgency and excitement in the spirit of what the earth is going to see. It's happening. It's happening. We are beginning to see outbreaks of revival throughout the earth, and it's going to increase. It's going to increase. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to be a part of it. I don't know about you, but I'm just not satisfied just being a, you know, Sunday, Sunday Christian, although I'm not making a lot of that. But I just, I want the fullness. I want the glory to manifest in my life. It's what I was created for. It's what you were created for. And you better get a hold of it, church. You better own it and say, God, I'm tired of settling for anything less than the fullness of your glory, than the fullness of your power. I'm done. I'm done with this is the way I go to church. I'm done with what you did yesterday, Father. I thank you that right now, right now, right now, you're displaying your glory, and I'm going to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all, this little sitting sweet by and by thing, Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. No. No, we better rise up. 
we better rise up and come to attention, hallelujah, of what he's doing throughout the earth because it's amazing. What you were created for, you've been chosen in this time, right now, right in the middle of the finest hour of the body of Christ. You've been chosen, hallelujah, to be a revealed display of the glory of God. What? 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 Yeah. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Ephesians, he says, he raised us up. Ephesians 2, 6. He raised us up with Christ and exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. This natural realm ain't where it's at, guys. The, if the enemy can keep you distracted and can keep you focused on the trials, can keep you focused on the thing in front of you, you will miss what he's doing in the spirit. Come up here. Let your thinking come. Relocate. Relocate your mindset, amen, to what he's doing in heavenly places. In heavenly places. And he said, for we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Does that mean we are Jesus? No. But he, he chose to do it that way. <laughs> he chose to bring us in union. He chose. He said, I'm going to put my spirit down on the inside of you, and there's going to be two spirits that are going to infuse together, hallelujah, that the world, when they look at your life, they're not going to be able to see a difference between me and you. When they look at you, they're going to see Jesus. But guess what? That comes with a surrendered life. It comes with getting on the altar. If you've been to encounter the past three years, you've heard about remaining in the center of his flame. You've heard about getting on the altar and allowing the consuming fire, not just a moment of fire through the fire line, although that's wonderful and we'll do it over and over and over again. That's like a jump start. That's like a, like a, like a, you know, when you see those resuscitation, you know, and they put the hook, those things up to you and they go, boom, boom. That's what the fire of God does, amen? But that fire will begin to kindle something in you to where all of a sudden you become addicted to more of him. All of a sudden you become awakened enough to say, whoa, there is something that he's draped over me. There is something that he's deposited down in my life, amen, that I've just got to have more. I've got to have more. I've got to be, see revealed in me and through my life all that he has all that he has for me, and all that he is. You know that you find yourself as he's revealed in you. The world is so busy looking for their identity and everywhere. You see that all over right now. The perverted identity that we don't know if we're a man, we don't know if we're a woman. We decided we want to be a child and we're diapers. I mean, it's just, it's just demonic. Why do you think the enemy is on a rage? Why do you think he's threatened? Because it's time. It's time, and the church is arising in her true, original blueprint of union with Christ, hidden in him. They live, move, and have their being in a oneness with him. Not afraid, not afraid, staring the enemy in the face, staring the enemy in the face, and saying, I was created for glory. 
I was created for glory. And you can try to stop me, but I can guarantee you this, that whatever assignment you try to come my way, my heavenly Father has an assignment on my life. And it's called glory. It's called, it's working for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Colossians 1. Verse 12 says, your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us by living in the light. He has, this is very important. This is one of my favorite scriptures right now. He has, say has, rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness. And he has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son for in in the son all sins are canceled and we have a release of redemption through his blood he has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness is what he says do you know that what empowers darkness is the lie that you believe about yourself He's already annihilated the power of the enemy. He's already completely defeated death, hell, and the grave and kicked it out, kicked him out, put him on display and said, look what I did. It is finished. It's done. The only darkness, the only darkness, I'm not going to, it's not allowed in our life. The only darkness that, that, uh, has any kind of right is the, is the darkness that we give permission to. When you come into agreement with the lie of the enemy, when you come into agreement with that you are anything less than what we've been talking about right here, you give the enemy access. When you come into agreement with, oh, I'm just afraid, I'm fearful, I... I uh, you know, I can't do that, Lord. That's not who I am. Maybe that person can, but I can't. You're partnering with the lies of the enemy. When he says, you've been created to reveal my glory. You've been created to bring heaven to earth. You are the heavenly portal that I choose to move through. Amen. And you didn't qualify yourself. My blood did. My blood did. And as you surrender that old self, he crucifies it. He doesn't just make it better. He doesn't just say, okay, well, we're going to just tweak it here and tweak it there. And No, 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 no. He kills it. He crucifies it. And he calls forth himself in you. Because that's what he sees when he looks at you. He sees his son, Jesus. And he's saying there's no hindrances. There's no fear that can back you down. There's no depression. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's no bondage. There's no addiction that has any kind of power because I've already severed it in Jesus' name. He's just waiting for us to come into agreement with that. He severed it. And when that happens, when that awakening happens, and you begin to say, no, 
Absolutely not. Where are you going to remain? Absolutely not. Am I going to continue to buy this lie anymore? I was created for glory. Say, I was created for glory. Verse 19, he says, God is satisfied to have all his fullness dwelling in Christ. And by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored back to innocence. Do you know that you've been restored back to innocence? So many are walking around with wounds of the past. Fears, fear of rejection, fear of what man is going to think. And God is saying right now, it is time. This is why we see all the deliverance. This is why it's being put on the table. It's always been available. But he's changing, he's, he's unlocking the truth in the body of Christ. And he's saying, my house is a safe place for my people to get free. My house, amen, is a safe place for people to come out of agreement with the lies of who they believe that they were. Because this is who you are. This is who you are. And it's time that we come forth in that truth, in that reality, standing confidently. Standing confidently going, Lord, you chose me and you partnered with me and you put your spirit in me and you washed me with, my, with your blood, amen. And I yield my life to what you did on the cross. I yield my life to let your blood wash me. I yield my life to let the consuming fire of God consume every place in me that there would not be one place that's not consumed by your spirit, that there would not be one place that's not ready to reveal the glory of God. Hallelujah. Through our union with him, this is... Colossians 2, 11. Through our union with him, we have experienced circumcision of heart. All of the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct. What? It doesn't exist in the heavenly realm. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in heavenly places. You mean to tell me that I've been believing a lie? Uh-huh. You mean to tell me that I've been believing that I'm still bound when I'm not, when he set me free? Yep. Yep. And when you come into agreement with the truth, guess what? Any demonic oppression, anything that might have been there has to go. Has to go. See, the devil wants to put fear on us and make us think that we can't, we can't be honest, that we got to hide. He's calling out the hiding devils in Jesus' name. Why? Because it's time for his glory. It's time for his glory to come forth. It's time for revival to break out in this church. And he's saying today, are you willing to put the lies of the enemy on the altar? Are you willing to come out of partnership and be fashioned in my glory? To be consumed with my fire? That's not a status quo Christian. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking for status quo. I'm not looking for a powerless church. I, I, I'm, I refuse to be a powerless church. I refuse to be one that walks in anything less than the glory of God. 
And whatever has to go, whatever part of my Adam nature that was crucified, that was severed, that was made completely annihilated by the blood of Jesus that I might be holding on to, it's got to go. It's like you're dragging around a dead person that was nailed to the cross. I know this ain't cutesy. This is beautiful. <laughs> but isn't it beautiful what he's doing? Isn't it worth the glory of God? He says, my people have exchanged my glory for what does not profit. Does that mean he loves you any less? Absolutely not. You know, every single one of us has areas that he's saying, come up higher. Come up into my truth. Awaken to who you really are. Amen. Every single one of us. But we're in this process and he's laying it out. He's putting it out on the forefront that his forerunner bride would say, yes, Lord, I'm open. Yes, Lord, it's time. I come out, out, out of agreement with every lie of who the enemies made me believe that I am and come into agreement, come into full partnership with this union, with this glory, with me carrying revival, not waiting on revival, but being revival. You carry the spirit of revival. You carry the spirit of the resurrection. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you lives in you. Possess me, God, with your truth. Possess me with your fire. Possess me with your glory, the glory that's deposited, that I'm in union with, Father. Possess me that every fiber of my being is consumed with this reality, that every fiber of my being, more than anything, is a carrier of your presence, is a carrier of your glory. I don't care if I have a good message to preach or not. What I care about is that I'm a good carrier. What I care about is that the power of God, that the glory of God be seen in my life in a tangible way, a tangible way. That I would be a releaser of the glory of God. Do you know that when you're consumed, when you're consumed, then you release. When you're convinced, then you can release. He's bringing us from the place of just being on the receiving end to being confident and being convinced of who we are that God may use us as a portal for heaven, for heaven to come through. Amen. He says... In verse 12, for we've been buried with him into his death. Our baptism into death also means that we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power, the power that raised him from the death's realm is what the passion calls it. It's not just your carnal Adam nature that was killed. It's a death realm. There is no life in your carnal nature. You will only find it in union with the life of the living God, the Holy Spirit. You will only find it living and moving and having your being in Him. Period. Period. He is the life giver. There is nothing aside from Him that is going to cause you to have any life. He allows us to enjoy things, yes, but, but true life, true glory, true union only comes by yielding to his life. He says, the realm of death describes our former state, for we are held in sin's grasp. 
But now we've been resurrected out of the realm of death, never to return. For we are forever alive and forgiven of all of our sin. He has canceled every legal violation. Every. Say every. Every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us, he erased it. All our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it all and cannot be retrieved unless you invite it. I added that. Unless you invite it. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed on the cross and nailed permanently there as a public, public display of cancellation. Amen? He's canceled every legal violation. Every legal violation. To never return. Thank you, Lord, that you're freeing your people. Thank you, Lord, that we're no longer okay with just settling for status quo Christianity, but that we take it by force. That we want it bad enough. We want him bad enough. We want him bad enough. Yes, the kingdom power. Yes, the glory. He is the glory. But that we want him bad enough, all that he is and all that he has, that we say, God, it is an honor. It is an honor to, to yield my life that everything and anything that does not line up with who I was created to be, one with you in your glory, has to go. I, I, I'm not, it's not going to stay. My old mindset's not going to stay. The depression has to go. The fear has to go. The addictions has to go. In Jesus' name, every hidden devil that's, that's been trying to hide in the body of Christ, it's time that the body becomes a safe place. Amen? For the people of God to be able to come forth in the fullness of his glory. In chapter 3, Colossians, and this is the last thing I'm going to read. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast, he says. Feast on the treasures of the heavenly realm. And fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. Let me read that again. Your crucifixion, your surrendered life, with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ, in, in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. Amen? Hallelujah. What an honor it is for him to give us the opportunity. He loves us so much that he says, I'm not willing to allow them to stay in the old mindsets. We want to carry revival. We want to be a releaser of the glory of God. The old mindsets, the Adam nature has to come down. 
has to come down because he says that's not who you are. He doesn't, he doesn't, he longs for his bride to awaken to the reality of who she is. Amen. That's a confident bride. Amen. That's a fearless bride. That's a bride that's not going to back down in the face of trial and tribulation. The things that are going on in the earth right now, I hate to say we better get this, but we better get this. We can't afford to be lured off and lured away by something that looks good. It's like, no, 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 no. No, you don't understand. I was, I'm in the, this is the finest hour. And the glory of God's going to be revealed throughout the earth and has already begun. Amen. And I'm going to be a part of it. <laughs> you got to have that attitude. You got to say, I'm taking it because this is what I was created for. Amen. Amen. 